Hey, what's going on, Huda Nation, and welcome back to another edition of the State of the Saints podcast. And for those that may not know why I'm saying welcome back, uh, I just did an interview uh, with Nick Underhill, Saints Insider, the source of the New Orleans Saints, okay? But I almost forgot. I got to start it right, right? What's going on, Huda Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. <laughs> Now we got that out of the way. Now, if you didn't check out the interview uh, with Nick Underhill, it's available to you. Uh, Check it out immediately following this video. If you have not already, good conversation with Saints Insider Nick Underhill. But I thought it would be only right that I do another uh, State of the Saints podcast episode. And this show is all about you. Uh, As you can see, this is the Saints Q&A. This is the moment I take aside to answer some of the questions that you may have about the black and gold. Okay, I know we are about almost a week removed from the the heartbreaking loss in the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, We heard all the jokes. Uh, We got opportunity to kind of decompress and and focus on the future. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot of unanswered questions that you may have. And that's what I'm here for. So feel free to put your, your questions or your comments in the chat. Thank you all so much. And I want to give a special shout out to everybody that has supported the State of the Saints podcast since day one. And I'm happy to announce that the State of the Saints podcast has had over one million views all time. That's right. The State of the Saints podcast has been watched over one million times. I mean, I I could not believe it when I found out, man. One million times. This show has been watched, okay? You know what I'm saying? Overall, all time, one million people have checked out the State of the Saints podcast. So I want to say thank you all very much. I really do appreciate that. Well, maybe not a million people, but just a million views, okay? And I want to thank all those people that contribute to those million views. I really do appreciate that, and I'm really excited. And I'm I'm really excited about the future of the State of the Saints podcast and wouldn't be possible without you all. Man, now I got all that out the way. Just want to go ahead and answer some of your questions. Okay, so uh, we're going to go with Leanne. What's going on, man? Leanne said, love me under here. Great interview as usual. Leanne, thank you so much. Shouts out to Leanne. Uh, appreciate you stopping by. Leanne, always supporting the State of the Saints podcast. Always coming through on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, man. Been supporting State of the Saints podcast. Leanne, I appreciate it. I know you out there in Louisiana, if I'm not mistaken. So shouts out to you. Uh Trevi says, uh, if uh if you match that for the free agency, what you think about the Saints picking him up? You know, Trevi, I I'm not a I wouldn't have an issue with that. Okay. I would have no objections to the New Orleans Saints getting Matthew Stafford. I mean, Matthew Stafford has been a guy I've been lobbying for since man. Whoo. He definitely been one of those guys on my list that that I would love to see replay Drew Brees. Uh, Matthew Stafford has always been a guy who has put up really good numbers but never had a supporting cast. I mean, so Matthew Stafford still has a lot left in the tank. I think around uh, this time next season, he'll be about 33 years old. So you still got a couple more good years of Matthew Stafford, and I'm pretty sure he wants to go to a place where he can contend for a championship. So why not come to the New Orleans Saints where you have arguably one of the best offensive play callers in football and a lot of talent to go with it? So um, I wouldn't mind seeing Matthew Stafford in the Saints uniform. That would not be a bad idea uh, at all. Uh, I want to thank Mighty Mouse Mouse, uh, VG. Thank you very much for the $5. Says congrats on the 1 million views. Uh, But I do have a question. Out of the 21 up-and-coming free agents, which players would you release? You know, that's a that's a really good question, Mighty Mouse. And once again, thank you very much for the $5, my friend. Uh, I don't know about releasing anybody, uh, for the exception of, I would say release Jared Cook, but uh, I think he's, he, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, if I'm not mistaken, this offseason. Somebody make sure that I'm telling correct information. But I, I, I think that he's an unrestricted free agent, but – uh, I, I really don't know, man. You got to look at somebody like Malcolm Brown, you know, I mean, somebody that, uh, you know, a steady hand on the Saints team, but might be too rich for the Saints blood. Uh, besides that, 
Uh, I think you're going to be looking at a case where you're going to be letting a lot of guys go. Uh, I mentioned on my uh, on my interview with Nick Underhill, I feel like Marcus Williams is a priority, a guy you need to bring back over Trey Hendrickson. And for, before everybody say, huh, what? No, nah, I'm serious, man. I would keep Marcus Williams over Trey Hendrickson. I mean, for the most part, Marcus Williams has been consistent in the Saints uniform, okay? Uh, and I, I have to say, man, uh, out of the two, he's been the most consistent. He's been a guy that's been ready to play didn't really miss too many games and has developed as a player. Uh, Trey Henderson has been solid, but this is only one year of production. And you have to ask yourself, where did that production come from? And why is this production we're seeing right now? Is it because uh, he turned a corner or is it because he knows a contract year and it's time to get that Skrilla? So I would take Marcus Williams over him. Uh, I wouldn't, re- I don't think I can think of anybody. I would just, straight up release um maybe like andrews pete but i have to look at his contract you have to see if that's a smart decision or not uh, we're gonna go ahead and scroll back up a little bit i know i missed a few people so uh let's go with da-da-da. let's go with tramal tramal says the last three years breeze been teasing us with his legend status but failed to get that second ring yeah tramal i understand that you as a same fan are very frustrated. I understand that you're very upset at the way that Drew Brees, uh, you know, has been playing. Man, Brees, 41, now 42-year-old quarterback that has some injuries. And, uh, you know, we would have never knew about it if his wife didn't come out on social media and told us about some of the things that he was going through, um, you know, with the torn rotator cuff, uh, the fractured ribs, and you know, all these, all these things that were going on with him personally. So, you know, I, I just think that the dude tried to do his best to try to get us another championship, but his body failed. And uh, I'm not going to hold that against Drew, okay? I think his wife coming out there, you know, saying that is good enough for me. I believe her. And uh, I just think that we just need to move on, man. It is what it is. I understand that people are mad. But at the end of the day, man, Drew Brees gave his all to this organization. And, you know, unlike some of those other playoff exits, I think this one I can actually live with uh, better than some of the ones that are in the past. I mean, honestly, I think I was upset about this one about maybe a day, you know, and after that, I'm like, you know, uh, it is what it is. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what this team can do in the future. I mean, you can't have that game back. Uh, Those four turnovers, that was – that was tragic, but you can't have it back. Uh, Drew Grave gave his all. Uh, his body just failed him, man. You know, we always talk about this on the show. You know, how many times, you know, we can think about when we're in our 20s? Well, some of you probably are in your 20s, but for those that are in their 20s, just keep living. But for those that are not in their 20s, they're in their 30s and their 40s, just remember how uh, scrapping and young you felt and, you know, say how much energy you had and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you got older, and you wanted to do some of the things you wanted to, you did some you wanted to do some of the things you did in your youth, but your body won't allow you to. Same thing with Drew Brees. You know, Drew Brees probably wanted to do some of the things, but his body would not allow him to, man. So it is what it is. Time to move on. And you know, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be frustrated. I understand that completely. I'm a Saints fan, not just a podcaster and a radio broadcaster. So I understand your frustrations, but just dwelling on it is only going to make you more and more angry. And, uh, you know, we need that optimism going on. Uh, we need that optimism, that optimism to move on uh, in the future. Uh, people being crazy uh, says, uh, TJ, do you think Jameis Winston will do more for the New Orleans Saints than Drew Brees since he actually uh, threw the, the ball deep? Well, people being crazy. Look, let's not pretend like Drew Brees had just been nickel and dominant his entire career as a New Orleans Saint. Yeah, Drew Brees could throw the ball down the field at one time or another. Like I said, it, he was in his prime. You know, he was in his late 20s, uh, you know what I'm saying, transitioning into his prime, and Drew Brees was out there balling, man. So can do I feel like Jameis Winston can do more than what Drew Brees has done? Uh, look, only time can tell, but – if Jameis Winston can get rid of some of his interception issues, his turnover issues, and the way that the league is going right now, 
Yeah, I, I really do feel that way because Drew Brees uh, became a saint during a time when the NFL was transitioning to what it is right now. Okay, right now you can't sneeze on a quarterback. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to basically lay him down on the ground, put a blanket over him with a pillow. You know what I'm saying? You can't ruffle him or anything like that. So there's a strong chance that Jameis Winston does uh, get his interceptions and his turnovers under control. He can't put up more gaudy yards than Drew Brees can, you know. But as far as him being a better quarterback than Drew Brees, I don't know about that, man. You know, it, it goes way beyond just you being able to throw the ball down the field. You got to understand different defenses. You got to understand how to pick up a blitz. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, how to dissect the blitz. You got to make sure that you put the pieces in place, man. You got to know how to audible and change things out. So even though he may have overall better physical skills than Drew Brees, doesn't mean that he'll be a better quarterback. But the rules are in his favor. So if he can get himself under control, those interceptions, those turnovers in general, I think he can have himself a solid season, but I don't think he would be better than Drew Brees. I think that's wishful thinking right there. Uh, do you think Teron Armstead might not be on the team anymore because how much he is going to get paid next year? Uh, nah, you bring back Teron Armstead. Look, the left tackle is one of the most important positions on the field. Uh, that's up there with the quarterback position. You need yourself a good quarterback and you need a left tackle. Okay, you need somebody protecting the quarterback's blind side in order to keep him upright. So if you got yourself a left tackle and he's still playing at a high level, you move things around, but you don't move that left tackle. Okay, that's up there with a, a, a lockdown corner. That's up there with a number one receiver. Uh, that's up there with an elite pass rusher. Those are the, the, the positions that are very, very important. I can make an argument to say left tackle may be the, the second most important position on the field so to ryan armstead nah, you leave him alone let him uh continue to play he's playing at a high level so absolutely not absolutely not. Uh, i'll be ripping him says tj you ditched me how come you ain't asked nick about the wall of farts he probably could have come with some ideas to make it better uh i'll be ripping him uh you know, the reason I didn't ask him about it is because he probably would have looked at me like I'm crazy <laughs> and probably like, where where this come from? So I don't know, man. Look, I don't know about the wall of farts. Maybe they could have used it in this last game. I don't know. Maybe that could have helped. <laughs> Maybe that could have helped Drew Brees, you know, that little second loan for him to find that some of those players were open in that game. Uh, Gray says, do you think we get rid of Armstead and draft a tackle? No, I do not. <laughs> uh, I share your video on Drew Brees' goodbye video. It was so good. I appreciate that, Raquel. Thank you so much. You know, that was uh, that was, that was straight from the heart, man. Um, I can tell you exactly what I was doing. I was actually checking out the inauguration. I was at work, you know what I'm saying? I was putting some edits together at the radio station. And I don't know, man, it just popped into my head, like, you know, it, it came out of nowhere. That's kind of like how most of my, uh, my videos, some of the that I do, that's how it starts, right? And I just get inspired to say certain things. So I appreciate you checking it out. And thank you to everybody that checked out the video, liked and shared it. I appreciate you as well. Uh, Cardell says, hey, TJ, would you be willing to trade Cam Jordan for draft capital? Who would you consider uh, cutting to save cap space uh look i like that um that cam jordan trade thing uh it like they have that old saying it's better to get rid of a player a year too early than a year too late uh cam jordan definitely had a down year uh he's on the other side of 30 uh like cam jordan uh, i think he's one of those guys that might end up being a lifer for the saints uh, i don't see him playing no longer than maybe like a couple of years maybe you know what i'm saying if if the saints can possibly, you know what I'm saying, find himself in, in a big game. But, you know, I would I would definitely try to trade somebody. You know, I would definitely, you know, trade Cam Jordan for the right price. You know, I like Cam Jordan a lot, but you got to do what's best for the team, okay? You know, I mean, you can't just be keeping guys around for sentimental value. You know, you got to make sure that you're doing what's best for the team. Ricky says, great podcast, TJ. Keep up the good work. Ricky, I appreciate that. Thank you. 
Uh, Brian says, man, leave Matthew Stafford where he at. Uh, that, Brian, let's not act like Matthew Stafford trash, man. Let's not pretend like the Detroit Lions are an absolute – they not an absolute embarrassment. Uh, there's a reason why Dan Campbell, former tight end and assistant coach of the New Orleans Saints, is now the head coach. It's because they have a losing culture out there, man. You know, I mean, it's just bad out there, man. You, you feel bad for the, the city of Detroit – who, who has gone through so much, man, with jobs and, and you know what I'm saying? Then you go a little further out there, Flint, you know what I'm saying? They dealing with water crisis to this day. No, it hasn't changed. People just haven't been talking about it. And then you have to, not only do you have to stomach bad water, but you got to stomach a terrible football team on top of it. This is absolutely ridiculous. It's a doggone shame. And uh, I just think that Matthew Stafford has always been behind an eight ball, man. I mean, when you had Jim Caldwell as the coach, at least they was making the playoffs, okay? At least Matthew Stafford was going to the playoffs. But they come up in here, they tried to turn them boys into the New England Patriots for some apparent reason with Matt Patricia. Uh, I don't understand why you would get rid of Jim Caldwell. At least he had y'all in the playoffs. I I never understood that, folks. I I never understood how can an organization that has a a culture of sucking and not making a postseason – they make the postseason. They may not be successful in the postseason, but they end up firing a coach and they replace them with somebody that makes the team even worse. Like, at least you was making the playoffs, okay? You can't go to the Super Bowl if you don't make the playoffs. I like Matthew Stafford, man. I just think that he in the wrong spot. I think that's a terribly run organization. There's a reason why people like Barry Sanders uh, chose to retire then to come back to that snake-bitten organization. There's a reason why Calvin Johnson did the same exact thing. That that is a graveyard. Okay, so anybody that's expecting the Detroit Lions or anybody to do anything with the Detroit Lions, uh, I think that they just I I just think that they sadly mistaken because anybody that goes to that team, no matter if they got a bunch of talent or not, it just brings out the worst version of that person. So I just think Matthew Stafford, if you put, put him on a team, like, for example, let's just say Matthew Stafford ended up going to the 49ers this offseason, right? Jimmy Garoppolo getting injured, uh, you know, being a little bit of some Tommy, a little frost and flaky, if you will. You know, let's just say they decide to move on from him and put Matthew Stafford there. You put him with Kyle Shanahan, one of the best play callers in football, and watch how good the 49ers be. You got yourself a, brun- a-, a young Brandon Ayuk. You got yourself a Depot Samuels. You got yourself a George Kittle, and you got a running game. My goodness, that, that is a recipe for success. And the NFC West probably will end up uh, being won by the 49ers. That dude is a good quarterback, man. He just has played for a, a pathetic, sorry, miserable franchise. And there's a, <laughs> in the words of Stephen A. Smith, there's a black cat running around that facility somewhere because that is a snake bitten franchise. My goodness. Uh, Keith says, please, TJ, make people understand Drew is not the performer he once was. He, yeah, he definitely not, Keith. You know, but who is the who is a, the same performer that they are? You know, I'm pretty sure I got some people in their 40s, late 30s on the same podcast who still performing the way that they did when they was at 22. You know what I'm saying? At 19. You know what I'm saying? Who, who's still doing, you know what I'm saying? Who's still just as fast, just as strong, just as as physical. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, it happens. You know, all that wear and tear on your body, 20 seasons getting hit, you know, like all those different things going on with you. You had surgery in the past. You know, I mean, you may have surgery, but eventually, man, some of those things you may have surgery on, you know, they cutting on your body, you know what I'm saying, putting putting things in certain places. Of course, you're probably going to have discomfort. You know, you're probably going to have to go and, and and patch it back up again. So, look, I'm not knocking Drew for that. You know, like, look, Drew gave it his all. He gave it the old college try. It didn't turn out the way that we all wanted it to. I think we just need to leave it at that. Okay, you know, number nine has given us so many great moments, and I just think that we as Saints fans forget that sometimes. You know, like I said, I, I just think that we forget how good this guy was how how proud he made us being Saints fans. You know, like, like I'm not, look, 
am I am I going to be critical of Drew Brees? Absolutely. But at this at this point, in the words of my grandfather, we just pouring water on a drowning man right now. You know, like you just basically pouring water on him. Us saying that, oh, he's not the same quarterback as he once was. I mean, look, that's like saying that the sky is blue, the grass is green, and the capital of Vermont is my period. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 pretty obvious. You know, so why why we why I mean we just basically pouring water on the man right now, you know. So uh Jerry Lewis says, same happened to Lovey Smith in Chicago, Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati, and Tony Dungeon in Tampa. Jerry, I think there's some type of uh I think there's some type of uh what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? I just lost my train of thought. Uh, me thinking about Drew Brees. Yeah, I mean, I think they got some type of pattern, you know, some type of pattern going on. I'll just leave it at that. I started thinking about Drew Brees and lost my train of thought. Uh, Saints need to retire the number nine jersey when Brees retires, never to be worn again by any Saints player. Uh, hung and framed in the Saints office. By the Super Bowl trophy. Yeah, Casey, absolutely. And I feel like that's gonna happen. You know, that there's a there's a sacred number already in the Saints organization. That's the number eight. You know, the equipment manager of the New Orleans Saints has been around for a long time. And it's almost like a unwritten rule that nobody will ever wear the number eight Archie Manning jersey. And as you know, that nobody ever wore the number eight jersey for the New Orleans Saints, even though uh that number hasn't been officially retired by the team. So I, I think that most likely uh, Drew Brees is probably going to be the first uh, Saints player to ever get his number retired. Uh, you know, even the great Ricky Jackson hasn't had his number retired, which I think is pretty sad. You know, Ricky Jackson before Drew Brees was the greatest Saint of all time. And then, of course, you have Willie Rofe. So if, if Ricky Jackson number didn't get retired, I, I, think they, I think they need to do something about that. Hayden says we need to bring back Juan and cut 47 and PJ Williams. Uh, well, PJ Williams will be an unrestricted free agent. Payton, Alex Azalone will be an unrestricted free agent. Quan Alexander, I think you just have to move some books around in order for you to keep them. Jay says, do you think Jameis will have the rhythm spark the same? Absolutely. Man, the teammates love Jameis Winston. They love him. You know what I'm saying? They, they they love him. You know what I'm saying? They they think that, you know, that he has a lot to offer the team. And, uh, you know, guys are, you know what I'm saying, really excited to have him. And he makes everybody laugh. He, he brings, you know what I'm saying, a spark. So, yeah, I think that you can bring it. And you need that in a quarterback. People need to believe that they're going to win when you're in a game. If you if, if they believe that they can win when you're in a game, everything else is going to take, take care of the rest. Jerry says pattern. Yeah, exactly. Pattern. I said I lost my train of thought, uh, Jerry, because I read your question, but I was still thinking about something <laughs> that uh, that I said about Drew Brees. But yeah, it is definitely a pattern. And I think you know where I'm going with it. But we're just going to leave it right there. Uh, Tamara says you've been speaking the truth about Drew Brees. He is on the decline. He should have retired years ago. When will fans understand this? Wish him well, but it is time for him to go. Tamara, uh, that's all I was saying at the beginning of the season. And it, it's sad. Man, look, I got to be, I just got to be 100. It's sad that people are not smart enough to be able to understand that there's a difference between being washed and being on the decline. When people hear the word washed, that means you are no longer capable of doing that anymore. When you're on a decline, that just means that you're not at the same level you once were in your prime. You're at the twilight of your career. And you still have people out there that didn't know how to dissect that and still refuse to accept that. Like, I've never seen so many delusional. Well, I take that back. I, I've never seen so many people that are not willing to accept the truth. Like, it, it's, it's facts. Like, there, there's nothing in this life that you can possibly do over time, you still going to be able to do at the same level, at the same speed. There's something about you that is going to slow down. I don't care how good you are at it. You are going to slow down. You know what I'm saying? It, it just happened. It's just how it is in life. 
You know, like there's so many people out here that are great athletes. Like you look at somebody like Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson still playing. Last time we seen him, he was playing for the Lions. But is Adrian Peterson the same running back he was when he was running folk over and running away from defenders in Minnesota? Absolutely not. Okay. You know, there's a difference. It happens. It doesn't mean that a guy is washed. It doesn't mean that the guy sucks. It just means that the guy is no longer capable of doing it at a level that we all recognize him for doing it at. So let's just call it for what it is. I just don't understand it. Like people, it's like people have like this, this rule that they created for themselves. Like, you know, I don't say nothing. So it don't exist. Like, come on, man. Like, let me, let me just say this, you know, like, I just say, for example, if I just started to do this, this podcast with this remote in my hand, right. And I'm paying absolutely no attention to this remote, but I'm still talking to you and having a conversation with you. And I continuously hold this up for five minutes. Okay. Some of you are probably going to be saying to yourself, why the hell does TJ have a remote in his hand? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is he doing that with his hand? No, no matter how I want to deflect or make it seem like it's not there, it's still there, and people are going to recognize it. It's the same way with Drew Brees, okay? Just because you don't want to accept the obvious does not mean that the obvious does not exist. You can even ask Drew Brees himself, and I'm pretty sure Drew Brees will tell you himself that he is not the same quarterback that he once was. It happens, man. I just don't understand this undying pledge of allegiance to, to Drew Brees and, you know what I'm saying, in, in the United of Drew Brees and to the Republic of Drew Brees. Like, what, what the heck is going on here? This, You know what I'm saying? I love Drew Brees, but he's not beyond reproach. I mean, he, he we can criticize him. We can say certain things about him. That don't mean that we don't love him any less. I use this example all the time on the State of the Saints podcast. My wife always trying to clown me about – certain things right you know what i'm saying like like she might say you know like i want to you know what i'm saying i want to you know you to buy a certain shirt or something like that or you know you need to uh you know put this on a have you know what i'm saying dress this certain way or whatever like that and, and and you know i don't take it personal or nothing like that it's like my wife be trying to help me i really don't have no sense of style you know what i'm saying my wife is like okay i got you this shirt you know what I'm saying? I think it'll look good on you. And I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, she wants to help me. She wants, she feels like it, it, it'll it look good. So she wants to help me. I'm not going to poo-poo on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it happens. It happens, folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are going to criticize, but that don't mean that they don't love you or appreciate what you have done. You know, I can't dress. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and half of the time, like, if, I actually really look like some. Most likely, my wife probably picked out my outfit. Yes, I said it. Okay, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of criticism. It doesn't mean that you don't love you love the person. It just means that you're going by what you actually see. You know. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go with uh, Spy. Spy says uh, Breeze should have retired after 2018 season and probably would have had the Saints. Not got robbed out of Super Bowl appearance. Who that? Uh, but the future is bright for us, especially if we keep Winston. That guy has won on every level of his football career. Heisman, winning national championships, etc. Now with Peyton equals explosive. Who that? Well, that's a good way of thinking. I'm pretty sure some of you are echo uh, echo your sentiments there, Spy. I know especially my guy, Jared, <laughs> who's been lobbying for Drew Brees to retire for about three, four years, but Look, man, it happened, okay? Drew Brees probably felt 2018 was a special season. I still feel like that's the best Saints team ever assembled. Some people say 2019 because they won it all, but I just feel like that that Saints team in 2018 was extremely special. But Drew Brees thought he could run it back, and it just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. Josh says, what about bringing Drew back as a backup, like I said in my email? Uh, we got to pay him anyway, so we should make him useful. Plus, he'll be an extra coach to Jameis, and he can fill in if Jameis goes down. Josh, uh, look, I, I'm look, as proud as Drew Brees is, there's no way in the world that uh, Drew Brees is going to sit on nobody's sidelines and be a backup. Man got too much pride, 
and he doesn't want that to be, you know, the last image of him being on the sideline with a ball cap on. Uh, Drew Brees is going to transition uh, from being the quarterback of the Saints to being in the booth uh, calling games. And I think that's something that he wants to do. He already talks about how big of a football fan he is. He talks about how he, when they have home games, he, he can't wait to leave to go home to watch the three o'clock games or the four o'clock games, depends on where you are in the, in the world or in the United States, you know, but, you know, so look, he, he gave his all, man. Look, I understand how, how we feel about Drew. It's so hard to say goodbye, but, Look, man, I, I I just think that it's time to move on. Like, I'm serious, man. I think it's time to move on. I think that we've seen all we can see and got gotten all we have we could get out of Drew Brees. That, that that's just the way I feel about it. We we got all we got everything that you can possibly get out of a man. I don't I look look. We basically you know, then the squeeze all the juice out of that orange. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that orange is, is dripping orange juice right now. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, you know what I'm saying? We just squeezed everything we got out of the man. Okay. Look, let's, let's, let's move on. Let, let's just move on folks. It, it, it's, it's about that time. It, you know, it's about that time. Look, I, it hurts me. It, it hurts me to know that number nine ain't about to run out that smoke, but my goodness, man, it is. It's over, folks. It's, it's time to move on. It's time. Jeffrey says, Saints fans love our team uh, like their family. Uh, they can work your nerve, frustrate you, disappoint you, but you will always have love in your heart for them and want what's best for them. That's what I said, man. I, I said this on the show. I said, I got my heart broken this year, and I can't wait to get my heart broken next year. You know what I'm saying? If it just so happens to happen again. I'm still going to be saying who that, okay? It's just happened. Now, I don't want my heart broken, but if it just so happened to be that way, I'm still going to be there for the heartbreak because I love the New Orleans Saints, and I'm pretty sure you do too. RJ Mason said, the future is brighter for us now. Who that nation? Well, that remains to be seen. I don't know how bright that, that future is, but I'm just looking forward to, to calling it. And it's, and it. and it's something that we... I just think that it's something that we're not used to. You know, we're so used to stability at the quarterback position, right? I mean, <laughs> every year we go into the season, we talk about other positions. We talk about linebacker. We talk about cornerback. We talk about running back. We talk about all these other positions, but we never really mention a quarterback position. It, it has not been, uh, I have to say, probably the last three to four years, we've been talking about the quarterback position. All the other positions have been a hot topic going into uh, each and every season. So this is going to be interesting, folks. It's going to be interesting. John says, TJ, do you think Dan Campbell will be a good head coach for the Lions six-year deal? Uh, John, uh, I think that he's capable. Uh, Dan Campbell, who ended up being an interim head coach uh, of the Miami Dolphins, I think once – I don't know if Adam Gates got fired or something like that or – Someone else got fired. He ended up being like interim coach. Uh, did a pretty good job for the, for the Dolphins. And I think by him coming to the New Orleans Saints and being an assistant coach, learning under Sean Payton about the day-to-day operations, being alongside him, being in the meeting, seeing how uh, Sean Payton has built this team. And also now that you have Aaron Glenn as his defensive coordinator, you got a familiar face rolling up there with you. Uh, I just think that he can do uh, do some great things. You know, I think that Dan Campbell is capable of winning some football games, and I'm rooting for him. You know, uh, anytime you have a guy like uh, Dan Campbell who has come from the New Orleans Saints, and he's now a part of Sean Payton coaching tree. So uh, I want to see uh, I want to see people blossom uh, from Sean Payton coaching tree because that's a testament uh, to Sean Payton as a head coach. Okay, so I mean it's good. I mean, it's unfortunate to us, but it happens. When when your organization is successful and you're winning football games, people are looking around your organization trying to trying to uh, pilfer and, you know what I'm saying, and rage, rage a cabinet, so to speak. So um, I'm just happy for him, and I hope that he does have success. And like I said earlier about the Detroit Lions, they're just a, a train wreck. 
So hopefully, man, he can start putting some nails down on the track, you know what I'm saying, to keep that train on it. And uh, maybe we can see the Detroit Lions in the playoffs, you know, because Lord knows, man, the city of Detroit deserves better. That's just my opinion, man. It's just something about uh, some of those small, like, hardworking, uh, you know what I'm saying, blue-collar towns that, that I just have a lot of respect for and you can always see me rooting for them. Like places like Cleveland, New Orleans, Detroit, you know, big places like that, Indianapolis. Like I, I, I understand it from, you know, a, you know, a certain standpoint that I feel like, you know, that's the type of town that New Orleans is. You know, New Orleans is a blue collar town. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people work hard. They love their New Orleans Saints. They take their money. You know what I'm saying? They might buy the latest Jordans, a pair of G Nikes and a Saints ticket. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they and they proud of their team. You know what I'm saying? They, they proud to wear their hats and their jerseys. And, you know what I'm saying, we'll get in your face for talking about the Saints. And I I, I look I love that, that, that mentality. I just feel like some of those big market teams, they take their teams for granted. You know what I'm saying? They, they uptown, they big time. And, you know what I'm saying, anytime you start talking about their team, it's like this, this level of arrogance about them. But – and I guess sometimes, you know, like people may take them for granted because they got so much other stuff to do in those cities. But when you come from a smaller city, smaller market, like you have an appreciation for those teams, man. You know what I'm saying? Those teams are like embedded uh, in the community. You know what I'm saying? Like you might uh, be rolling down the street or something like that, might run into a football player, you know, and, you know, people love with a passion in towns like that. So Detroit deserves better. And uh, hopefully, man, you know, Dan Campbell, uh, Dan Campbell can turn it around. Uh, is Dennis Allen uh, leaving TJ? Well, he's interviewing for the Philadelphia Eagle job. So, yeah, uh, I don't know if he's going to leave or not, uh, but he is going to be interviewed, uh, has been interviewed by the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, Pastor says he came in after, okay, Philbin, Joe Philbin. Thank you, Pastor. I, I wasn't sure if it was Adam Gates or Joe Philbin, so I, pre, I appreciate that. I, I couldn't think about it. You know, when somebody put me on the right track, man, I could just run with it. You know, <laughs> just, just put me on there. I'm not really good with dates or like, you know what I'm saying, like timelines, but if you if you guide me, I, I, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that, Pastor. Lavelle says, I predict the Saints will play Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa, and Atlanta in primetime games. Well, um, yeah, I, I can see I can see some of those games being primetime. I can also see the Saints uh, possibly taking a step back from uh, television because, you know, a lot of people, you know, are interested in the quarterbacks, right? And I feel like a lot of the times the Saints got those primetime games because of Drew Brees, but now – you don't have Drew Brees as your focal point, you know, networks don't tend to look the way of teams that don't have that star all-world quarterback. So, and those other teams that may have a solid quarterback, they they play on primetime, but it's, it's, it's less than, I'd say probably less than four times, maybe like three, two tops. So they might get some games based on their success over the years, but um, I can see them like possibly not getting as many games as if uh, Tampa brings back Tom Brady or something. Ghostface says, TJ, do you think Bruce Arians will sober up uh, for this week's game? His face says no. <laughs> Look, man, uh, Bruce Arians is just passionate, man. Uh, you know, man, I like Bruce Arians. You know, I really do. Like, do I think that he's a elite coach? Absolutely not. Um, but I do like him. I like his passion. I think that he means well. Uh, I, I love the way that he approaches the game. I like his his no nonsense um, attitude. I like the fact that he calls people out no matter how great of a player they are. I, I like how he's fearless in some situations, but, you know, he's just passionate, man. When on the sidelines, he's yelling and screaming because he wants results. Can't get mad at that. Uh, Bucks are so bad and Packers are better now. Stop talking about a week six game. Um, look, all I know is the Saints out the playoffs. Uh, you know, like the Saints out the playoffs because of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, look, it is what it is at this point. I, I know I keep on saying that, but it is what it is, man. I don't like, and honestly, I I, I just don't. I don't hate. 
I don't hate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like I hate the Falcons. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it sucked because I do feel like the Saints were a better team than the Buccaneers, but I don't know, man. At this point, it is what it is, man. You know, it is what it is. And, I mean, the Saints had these same opportunities. Like, we got to be real with ourselves. The Saints had these same opportunities. The Saints had four playoff games. And it's not like the Saints went on a road and lost all those playoff games. They lost four playoff games, and three of them were home games. Three. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you didn't even win a you didn't even win a game at home. Okay, so you can you can kind of wipe out 2018 because we all know what happened with that. And ironically, uh, I think today is the anniversary, or yesterday was the anniversary uh, of that that controversial nine call. So I don't know, man. We had our time, man. We can we can be bitter and petty and stuff like that. And everybody knows I'm I'm extremely petty. You know what I'm saying? But and, you know, but at the end of the day, we had our shots. Like, we got to be realistic with that nation. We had our opportunities, you know, and, and we squandered them. The Saints have won 49 games over the past four years. More games won than any other franchise in the National Football League. But they're also the only team in NFL history to win over 45 games and never reach the Super Bowl. That is, that, that's what our legacy is right now. Close but no cigars. You know what I'm saying? Close but not quite. You know what I'm saying? Swing and a miss. You know, that, that's what we are right now. And just like how we used to be the sad sack saints and, you know what I'm saying, used to wear the bags on our heads and, you know what I'm saying, used to get our tickets on Swagman's in our local gas stations, we have to change the narrative, right? You know what I'm saying? So that's the way it's going to go. We just got to be real with ourselves. You know, it, I mean, Tampa got an opportunity. The Glazer family went for broke. They got a 42-year-old 40, uh, quarterback, now 43-year-old quarterback, named Tom Brady, and they put pieces around him in order for them to make a playoff run. So, man, you know, credit to their organization for doing whatever they had to do. The Saints did the same thing. They went for broke. They went go get Quan Alexander in the middle of the season. You know what I'm saying? They restructured Janoris Jenkins' contract. They got all these different players. You know what I'm saying? But it just wasn't meant to be. So, I mean, we had our chance. Didn't happen. Don't know if Tampa going to get their chance, but is here so we just gotta you know it and know we don't like it but it is what it is a uh, tragic 504 thank you very much for the 199 says come on tj answer my question you keep track what did you say let me see let me see what, what you say uh let's see i think this you right here says if you were getting heart surgery and found out your doctor handed a hand was 65%. Would you allow him or request another doctor to replace him? I feel Drew was selfish playing this game, only 65%. Uh, tragic. Woo! You know, I struggle with this. I, I struggle with this, Tragic. I, I struggle with this, but a player going to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, a player is, is going to play. If they're a competitor, they're going to play, Okay. I think it's up to the coaches to intervene and say, you know what? Nah, bro, this ain't it. Mm-mm. Nah, man, we can't, we can't have you playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, nah, this ain't, this ain't a good look. You're not healthy. I think that we need to sit you down. Sometimes you got to protect them from themselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you got to do that. And, and maybe, you know, Drew Brees really felt like he could play, you know, because, it's not like Drew Brees never took himself out the game. In the 49ers game, he went over to Sean and told him, I, I don't think I'm capable of finishing the game. So maybe he thought that he was ready to play. And maybe he understood what it, you know, he was face to face with his football immortality, right? And he wanted to go out swinging, which if you, if you're a competitor and you love the game, and you give it and you give in the game your all, of course you're gonna do the same thing. So Jared says, uh, that's the part I really hate. Another football fan trolling us Saints fans. That's what really ticks me off. 
Uh, they're here because the show good, you know. <laughs> they're here because the show good, man. Like I have to say, like we get so much love here on the State of the Saints podcast from other teams, and I, I can only say, you know, it's because the show is, is good. It got to be good, you know. I, I just think that's what it is, man. So I appreciate them. Like I look, people can come here and troll and and do all that, but that just means that the show is entertaining. You know, I just think that's what it is, man. But and for that, I appreciate it. So if 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 you hear, you know, that just means that I must be doing something right. We must be doing something right. Got eighty thousand uh, and went ghost. Uh, who went eighty? Who got eighty thousand and went ghost? Uh, we gonna get Watson, TJ. Uh, to hear? No, we're not. That's way too much money. Too rich for our blood. And you definitely gonna have to move some pieces out. You're gonna have Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson go be faced with the same issue he has in Houston. It's gonna be him and, and a bunch of people that you can afford. So that would not be a good decision. Uh TJ has no minds uh to block them. Uh nah, man. I, I'm look, I'm sorry, man. I'm not blo- I, I'm not blocking, I can't block people, man. Like I, I can't. Not that I don't want to, but if it's like people just being mad, just, you know, mad, super disrespectful or something like that, then maybe, you know what I'm saying? If I go back and read the comments and, you know, like I said, they're strolling by pretty fast. So if I, if I, uh, if I go back and I stroll and I see some of the comments and I block people, you know, if I see it just being mad, disrespectful. Uh, somebody said I need a moderator. I don't think so. You know, I mean, just <laughs> I mean, just ignore them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you know, like you can't allow people to have power over you. You know, like if, if you don't like what they're saying, just ignore them. You know. Let's see. Kent says it's good. You do a good job on the Saints podcast. I appreciate that. Uh, Monica says. We will see what the future holds, but what was Thomas' problem? I'm just wondering. He was hurt, Monica. He was hurt. You know, the man was hurt. You know, he was dealing with that ankle injury since week one. He was supposed to get surgery. He was uh, playing injured. You know what I'm saying? He had a lot of discomfort. He was frustrated because he was he couldn't give it his all, and you know he, he didn't want to get surgery because he wanted to play with Drew for the, you know for his last season. So. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, Tahir says, uh, that's going to happen anyway, TJ. I say we get Watson. Who's going to sell tickets for us? Man, I, I don't care about tickets, Tahir. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> you know, like, shoot, ain't nobody coming to the game anyway. I want to win. I, I don't care, man. Like, we up here talking about tickets, man. This ain't the WWE. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't pay- like. We ain't got to worry about it. This ain't Roman Reigns or John Cena or Hulk Hogan. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we, we talking about winning. You know, I don't care about putting no behinds in seats. I ain't trying to see no dude scrambling and running for his life. Oh, Deshaun Watson, he moves to the left, moves to the right. What a spinoff. Throws the ball downfield. Touchdown, Emmanuel Sanders, 58 yards. And the Saints lose by 21 points. Man, bump all that, man. I want winners. That's what I want. That's, that's what I want. I want a team that is assembled, that is a, a playoff contender and a possible Super Bowl contender. And I like Deshaun Watson, but I'm not trying to roll the dice for Deshaun Watson and risk my future of my team because Deshaun Watson can wow me and knock me out my seat. Like, nah, man, I'm good on that. Okay. I'm, I'm good on that. <laughs> Shoot. Deshaun Watson, he's going to be all right. You know, I, I need the Saints to keep keep winning. I need the Saints to keep being a successful franchise. What happened to the Saints last weekend? They lost. Uh, Jared Poor, okay, uh, aka the OG, uh, too expensive to bring back. I know that's right, TJ. Yeah, I, I pre. Yeah, man, look, I like Deshaun Watson, but I like winning better. <laughs> TJ, did you watch the, the divisional? Uh, uh, with that mice up, I guess matchup NFL put up yesterday. Davis said, We believe in you, and I got in my feelings. I, I'm not too sure where 
David says, we believe in you. Oh, I'm not sure what, what you mean by that, that, uh, that Chris. I'm not sure what that means. Now, it says nothing we ain't going through. Uh, Breeze suffered the same way, but he got us one. Uh, yeah, man, but look, people that, that, you know what I'm saying, that just keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, that's insane. You know what I'm saying? That's the definition of insanity. And, uh, you know, if you're trying to do the same thing, then you're just wasting your time. You know, like, man, we want to put a winning product on the field. Like, I, I look, if I want to see uh, Deshaun Watson scramble around, that's what I got Madden for. You know what I'm saying? I can have him play for the Saints on Madden. <laughs> like, I can have him scrambling around, throwing the ball down the field to whatever or whoever I want him to throw it to. You know, but when it comes to real life, you know, I want to I want a contender on the team, man. I want I want I want a contender that's on the field. You know, I don't want somebody just like a big dick. How are you? Okay. You man mic'd up. Okay. Mic'd up. Uh David said we believe in you and I got my feelings. Or oh, you talking about uh, he said that the Drew Brees? <laughs> uh let Trey walk and keep Marcus. I agree with that. That that's that's the way I feel about it. And uh Nick Nick um Nick Underhill agreed with me too when I when I brought that up. Let ESPN tell it Watson is already in San Fran. Man, let him talk. I don't even I haven't even watched ESPN since you know since the season over or whatever. I mean it just I don't know. The, the way the way people just move the goalposts over here, over there, up here, down here. You know, my goodness, man. It's like it's like as if they don't it's like they don't think we watch them every single day say some of the things that they say. And then when a game is played on Sunday and they end up being wrong, here they come moonwalking and backstepping. And I'm like, okay, I understand. You got a job to do, my goodness, and like doubling down, tripling down, all in the sake Raiders. Like, mm-hmm. I can't stand that, man. I can't stand when people can't or not being themselves and they just being caricatures and what they feel like the executives upstairs want them to be. I can't stand that, man. That's the true definition of a sucker and a sellout to me. You know, like, you know, I was looking at uh, Stephen A. Smith. And it was he was doing the interview, and he was talking about uh, Jamel Hill and um, and I want to say Mike Michael Smith or whatever like that. Them leaving ESPN, he was up there, up there telling talking about oh you know what I'm saying like I'm just I, I went to him and I just told him you know you got to think about the bottom line you uh, like bro you know what I'm saying everything ain't got to be about money you know what I'm saying everything got what about your pride you know what I'm saying what about your dignity. Like that don't matter. I guess that's on. I guess that can be written down in the contract too, huh? You know what I'm saying? For an extra two million dollars, you can have my dignity too. Like, give me a break, man. You know, it's just certain things I just feel like. You know, I just can't get down with, man. When when people are not being organic and real, and they just probably watch somebody do what they did, and they try to replicate what they're doing, it, you know, it, it never pans out the way that it's supposed to go because you're not being genuine and real and that'll work out for you for a while but eventually the stick could get old and you won't be able to keep it up because people gonna get tired and realize that you're full of crap you know so i mean i I just can't get down with it man I, i just can't you know that's why like if i ain't feeling it on a certain day that's why i don't do shows i, I talk about that all the time you know if i if i feel like tackling my when i behind this mic in front of this camera, you know, like I, I just phone it in, you know what I'm saying? I just go chill and it's just relax. And when I, when I feel motivated, I, I do it again. You know, like, but I just feel like you're doing a disservice to people. And I get it. You know what I'm saying? You sign a contract, you're supposed to be on television, but at the same time, man, wh- wh- who did they sign? Like, did they sign a thought of you or did they sign the actual you? And if they didn't sign the actual you, then find some other crap to do. That's just the way I feel. You know, you know, I, I can't get down with that, man. I like genuine, real people. You know, I like there's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with saying I was wrong. Like, I, I don't know why we live in this, this society, in this world today, where people actually pretend like they don't make mistakes when it's pretty relatively obvious that you're making a mistake. And it makes you look even worse 
when you don't acknowledge your mistake. You know, like, I just don't understand how people can just go throughout their life like that. You know, like, it, it has to be tough. It has to be tough on them, you know? Makes me wonder, like, how can some, how can some of these people sleep at night? Winston chemistry with the team does not mean he's going to play at a high level uh, game after game. We can only hope. Well, that's any other quarterback, Mike. You know, that's, that's any other quarterback that you have, uh, you know, on the field. You know, there are some times where Lamar Jackson might not play at a high level. One game he might ball out, run for about three touchdowns, throw, throw for three touchdowns. And then the next week he might throw two interceptions and maybe one touchdown and don't even crack 100 yards rushing like he normally does. You know, you only can hope for the best. You know, that, that's all you can do. Kim says, do y'all think some players take less money just to stay with a team uh, they really want to be with? Uh, Kim, you know, that that's, you know, that's possible. But, but it, it, I feel like this. If a player is a champion, right? Let's just say, for example, I look at somebody like Malcolm Butler, right? So Malcolm Butler won two Super Bowls with the New England Patriots before he went to the Tennessee Titans. You know, so let's just say if he he likes to be in Tennessee, he's been there for about three years now. He, he got settled. He got a big contract. And he goes out there and he looks around and be like, okay, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars called him and say, we want you to come play. Most likely, nine times out of ten, most likely he probably will stay where he is because he's happy. He already got his Super Bowl, and he already made his money. You know what I'm saying? Like, Or, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, he can be like, well, I got two Super Bowls. Now I can go sell myself to the highest bidder. I think in some cases, like, you look at teams that, you know, when guys don't win Super Bowls, you know, and they play for a franchise and that franchise is on the cusp of, of being successful, then, you know, you might want to stay with them or something like that. They might take a play cut if they're a seasoned veteran. But I just think that the situation is different. But there are cases where guys will uh, stay with a team, you know, and, and, you know, take a pay cut. I mean, Tom Brady did that for years. Uh, y'all may think I'm crazy, but after that nine call, I became really numb to Saints pain. I think a lot of people felt that way. I think a lot of people felt that way. Now it is not the time to become a bandwagon fan. <laughs> uh, thanks at the Ray Pearl. Players are not loyal and the people upstairs are not loyal. Von Bell bounce. Yeah. I mean, look. You got to take care of your family. Football is a business at the end of the day, right? As much, you know, handshaking and dapping and all that kind of stuff them dudes do, it's a business. And you got to do what's best for your family. got to do what's best for you. So, you know, some cases, like I said, there, there are cases where guys will stay, take pay cuts. Because maybe, you know, they, they're established veteran. They probably married. They got kids. And you got to think, man, if you – if you get traded or you get cut or you sign with another team, that's you packing your family up and moving them to another place. So a lot of that stuff is being taken into consideration. You got to think about that. You know, so. Let's see. You're last in stopping a run. I'm not too sure what, uh, what y'all talking about with that. Winston is a pocket pastor just with showing likes. Winston is a pocket passer, but he can improvise. He can improvise. He can get out the pocket, move around, extend plays. He reminds me of a, a young Ben Roethlisberger. You know what I'm saying? Ben Roethlisberger was the same way. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't the fastest, but he would get out of that pocket, especially during a time when Pittsburgh didn't really have a good offensive line. He would move around the pocket. Wide receivers would break off routes, and, you know, that's when the excitement happened. You know, so he can scramble. But he just doesn't, you know, thank the scramble first. All right, I'm going to take a few more questions, then we're going to get up out of here. Uh, Idris says, Derek Love, the toxic Ram fan. Jared Cook sucks. I agree, but they were all running wrong routes. If we ran it, we would have won. Traquan Smith went off. I mean, look, you can't have four turnovers and expect that you're going to win a game against a good team. You know, that, that's not happening. 
Saints let everyone down. I'm not trying to see Brady in the Super Bowl. Jeff, the, the Broncos fan. Well, you know, as a Saints fan, unfortunately, situations like this, you just like, <laughs> you just pray for the best, not hope for the worst. And when the worst happens, you like, I've seen this movie before. I mean, how many times have we said that as Saints fans? Think about this. How many times have you said the words, I've seen this movie before? <laughs> I know I have. I said it at halftime against the Bucks. I said, I've seen this movie before. So uh, who should we pay, Hendrickson or Williams? Marcus Williams. Uh, Chris said, my mom and dad are nurses at OU Medical, uh, Medical Center Hospital in Oklahoma City. Their names are Regina and Steve, and they have been taking care of COVID-19 patients at the hospital. Man, shouts out to you, Chris. And uh, <laughs> how, how, how ironic is this, man? If you watch the Steve Harvey show, you know how funny that is. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that his, mom, his, <laughs> his mom name is Regina and his dad name is Steve. Okay, if you watch the Steve Harvey show, you, you, you were probably laughing at that. But thank you. Uh, to your parents, man. Thank you to all the first responders out there, all the all the nurses, all the doctors, uh, everybody is out there that's, that's on that crusade to help people uh, get health, uh, get get uh, perfect health, get back in, you know, what I'm saying into shape, and you know, what I'm saying dealing with COVID nineteen, man. Thank y'all so much for your contributions. Shouts out to my wife, you know, who's a who's a nurse practitioner. You know, she's out there on the front line uh, doing her thing. Uh, Shouts out to Chanel, who often watches the State of the Saints podcast. She's out there doing her thing. And all the nurses and, and you know and doctors that, that check out the State of the Saints podcast. Appreciate that. Um, my stepdad, a Lions fan, so he happy about the new coach. Well, you know, the Lions always have this optimism, you know, as fans, you know, that better days are ahead. And I respect them for that. And hopefully, man, Hopefully this will be it for a while. Hopefully this will be it for a while. Jimmy is done. That that touchdown uh, was in garbage. He basically another Jared Cook at this point. I don't even want to disrespect Jared Cook like that. I don't even want to disrespect Jared Cook like that, man. Uh, Jimmy Graham been washed, okay? You know what I'm saying? He, he been washed. It's been over for him. Now, you can use the word washed when it comes to Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is definitely washed, okay? He like dishes washed, okay? He like uh, using gain in your washing machine washed. Uh, he, he like, I, I, I don't know, man. He, he just, it's just over with. He like a washboard wash, you know what I'm saying? Like he clothesline washed. You know, like it's over with for that boy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all he can do is, is, is maybe uh, catch a 50-50 ball, you know, every loony eclipse. But it's over for Jimmy Grant. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. And uh, for those that may not know and may not have checked out the interview I did with Saints Insider Nick Underhill, that's available for you available for you right now. Check it out. And um, for those that have not already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. And, and shouts out to everybody that, is, that are not Saints fans that came and stopped by uh, because you know that this show is dope. You know what I'm saying? Thank y'all so much, man, for, for, you know, being here. We really do appreciate it. I know this is a bomb show that we got, you know, a lot of comments, you know, a lot of interactions. I know y'all love this show. You know, that's the reason why y'all here. Y'all say that y'all here to troll, but in reality, y'all y'all love this show. Y'all know your boy, the truth behind his mic. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know that your boy, OG Jared Poor, gonna come with the heat. My boy, Kimo Slice, uh, Josh and Jesus, you know what I'm saying? People like Kim and Tamara and all of them, you know what I'm saying, that come through the spot. And Brian, y'all already know that we're going to bring that heat every single time. So y'all love being on this show. So thank y'all so much for stopping by. We really do appreciate it. And be sure before you leave out, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel and tell your mom and them about the State of the Saints podcast. And also tell your mom and them about the State of the Game podcast, a, a podcast that focuses on all sports, Okay. Uh, we, we we did a show a couple days ago on Deshaun Watson. Probably going to do another installment tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about Phillip Rivers, man. We're going to talk about Phillip Rivers' retirement. Uh, definitely got to talk about that, man, because 
his career is is parallel to to Drew Brees. Okay, and honestly, if there was no Philip Rivers, there would be no Drew Brees in New Orleans, most likely. So uh, we're going to be talking about Philip Rivers tonight. Check out the State of the Game podcast. Subscribe to that channel as well. And to all my Saints, uh, not all my Saints fans, all my wrestling fans out there, uh, check out TJ Knows Wrestling Podcast. New episode will premiere on tomorrow. We're going to be focusing on the immortal Hulk Hogan. That's right. Hulk Hogan will be the focal point on the TJ Knows Wrestling Podcast. That's available on YouTube as well. uh, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com, Facebook.com. Search The State of the Saints, The State of the Game, TJ Knows Wrestling. And you all have a great, productive evening, night, morning, whenever you're watching this show. Uh, Also, check me out on Twitter at State of Saints. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?